0: It's a Welcome to our PBL Project Blitz series where each month we are highlighting the work of some awesome teachers in the PBL classrooms.
1: Every guest will share out one of their favorite PBL projects and we'll get a chance to discuss the impact of these projects on the students, the community, and our guests.
0: We hope you find our guests as inspiring as we do.
2: Welcome to the PBL Playbook, brought to you by Magnify Learning, where we equip teachers with project-based learning tools today so they can engage and empower their students for the future. This podcast will give you the playbook of real PBL facilitators in the classroom, just like you, and help bring you strategies and tools for your PBL game. Now, here are your PBL Playbook hosts, Josh and Andrea.
3: Gotta find a better way.
0: Hey, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the PBL Playbook. Uh, we've got a project blitz for you in this episode. Uh, today we are joined by some of our friends and colleagues, uh, Faria Hussein and Veronica Buckler, who are um, GSP or Global Science Perspectives teachers at Columbus Signature Academy, New Tech, where both Andrea and I work. Faria and Veronica, can you start by just giving us a quick uh, introduction and kind of talk to, about your background in PBL?
3: yeah i'll go ahead and go first uh this is veronica um and i have been at csa uh which kind of equates to being in pbl for five years now um and i've been uh slowly moving my way forward i think in in terms of being more uh explorative i don't know uh and uh I, I've been te- teaching GSP all five of those years, so I actually um, have been taking charge of GSP the last two years as, as the um, veteran GSP teacher, and, and Free has been joining in and, and helping us grow in a new direction.
4: And hello, I'm Friha, and this is my third year as a facilitator at CSA New Tech and my fourth year because I did my student teaching here too. So my fourth year sort of doing PBL and I started off as a biology teacher here and it was fun to do science in the PBL context and it's been a good time the past two years sort of working with Veronica and doing PBL and GSP as well.
1: Well, thank you guys for coming on today. So I'm really excited about the project that you guys are sharing as we're getting into the heart of winter and winter holidays. Um, you guys do a project every year with our freshmen called the Holiday Ride. Um, so can you guys start off just talking about that project Um you know, talking about like what is the end product, what is the holiday ride that you put on, what are the steps that you take, your entry event, how you launch, and kind of how you go about um, that project process.
3: Yeah, sure. So uh, I figured I'd give kind of a quick history lesson about the project and, and how it came to us. Um, so this, this is one of our more authentic PBL projects because we, um, in, in 2016, we actually had a community member come to us, uh, Andrew Larson and and myself and GSP, and say, hey, this sounds like a really awesome idea. This is something that we could do to kind of get the kids learning how to create an event, but it also is like this visual uh, of the impact that we wanted to make. So in in 2016, we launched the Columbus Holiday Bike Ride, uh, and it was originally kind of thought to be um, more of like a Santa ride, so you had that visual of you know dozens of, of Santa Clauses riding down the street, and we and we decided that since it's um, bicycles, we want we wanted to do this on bicycles. It, it had this connection to alternative means of transportation, and since Columbus has this uh, awesome trail system called the People Trail, uh, we were able to really think about how to incorporate other aspects of the community into it. So the whole point of the project really is to. Um, celebrate alternative means of transportation, understand the impact that climate change has on communities and and maybe our own individual responsibilities when it comes to uh, climate change action. So this is our fifth annual Columbus holiday bike ride this year and uh, Faria's got some uh, tips or or some uh, elements of of what we're
4: pursuing uh, for this year especially. So this year, it's going to be a little bit different because we are trying to make it virtual just because of COVID and everything like that. Our overall driving question is still the same. The question is asking, how will we impact our community's understanding of climate change? And essentially what the students are going to be doing is contacting different community partners to both set up a route and also to get sponsorships. They are researching different aspects and topics that fall fall underneath the climate change umbrella, and they're creating these little websites that can be accessed from every single one of the stops along the ride, so that people can read through information, gather some, in like accurate information from climate ch- about climate change, which is one of the huge topics we're trying to cover, and then finally, hopefully, you our community members can use that information fill out a survey and then interact with our students in that regard. So there's a lot of different skills that students are working on, both related to planning an event, organizing an event, actually learning how to evaluate credible sources of information. And the community is also a huge part of making the project successful just by actively supporting our students as different locations and community partners, but also actually participating in the ride itself. So we're excited.
0: Yeah, I'm always excited about this this project, too, because the entry event is a fun one um, and it just kind of has an appropriate amount of, of disruption for the school that gets people excited. Can you guys talk a little bit about the entry event and, and what that looks like?
3: Yeah, I, I can completely agree. This this is probably my all time favorite entry event for any project ever. Uh, and it uh, because it involves riding a bicycle inside the school building. Uh, So something that we've done every year for the past five years is uh, we bring in our bikes into the the building. Uh, We get the kids working on some kind of warm up and then he's, oh, oh, we got to go. We got to go find something. We got to go work on something real quick. So both of us will leave the classroom. And in the past, um, my teaching partner, Andrew Larson, would wear a Santa costume. And the first year I actually made an elf on the shelf costume to wear. Um, but recently I found this really awesome Santa poncho to wear that's got like bells and and a hat and everything. Uh, So we'll get all decked out in in our uh, holiday gear. We'll uh, put um, Bruce Springsteen's version of, or yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Bruce Springsteen's version of Santa Claus is coming to town uh, on a loudspeaker. And we will just ride our bikes through the building a couple times shouting, Bikes aren't just for the summer, or you can ride your bikes in the winter, we'll throw flyers that announce the uh, the ride is happening in each of the classrooms, and it's really neat because the first year was really silly because it's the first time we'd ever done it, and so it really just pertained to the freshmen. This year was amazing because as we were riding our bikes through the school building, uh, our principal actually joined on his hoverboard, so that was hilarious as well, but as you ride through the building and, and you're throwing it out, the kids can immediately recognize, Oh, that's the, ho- they're starting the holiday ride. I remember that. That's funny. That's great. I love this. Uh, and, and it's always, it's always a blast to see the kids like recognition, like, Oh yeah, it's time for that. That's awesome. Okay. I got that.
1: Yeah. And you know, I can attest to that as someone who um, gets to witness that as well. And and I, I teach some of our older kids. And so, you know, when you guys are riding your bikes through the hallway with our juniors, it's a lot of like, oh, it's a holiday ride. Oh, it's the holiday ride. So besides that piece, right, like obviously there's the buzz and the older kids who are talking. Um, How do you know that students like this project? Like what do you hear from them in the reflection? What do you see from them as the work itself for this holiday ride is being done Um, that tells you that students are engaged and impacted by this project? I think
4: part of what we see is that they are very committed to their individual contributions to making the ride possible. And I think when we can witness that in a classroom, we can tell that they have buy-in to the project. So all of our sponsorship groups will be working to like contact and call all these community partners because they want to be able to get the money that can then be brought in and shared with everybody, like with everybody that's doing the project. And so it's always nice to see that. It's nice to see them actively working with their partners. It's been nice on Google Meet to actually see, like being able to witness their teamwork because they'll ask for like an individual group, Google Meet meeting with them and their partner, and then I'll stick around and then sort of unmute periodically. And they're like sharing all their screens and working on these documents together, just talking about work related to the project. So I feel like that's the best way to see that they're actually having fun and enjoying it is watching them be invested in it and then also sort of using the skills that they take from the CRAAP test, which is how we evaluate the different sources, and really use that in other aspects of their projects that they work on later.
3: I think it all ha- also has to do with um, th- they've got these memories of, of uh, obstacles that they had to get over, or the, like something ridiculous that they had to work through. Um, so some of them are always talking about, you know, obviously being outside in the in the middle of winter and being cold and. Some of them talk about um, how excited they were to get all of the donations brought in. Last year we had one particular group making a lot of the phone calls right up front and and those students will constantly talk about what that experience was. So I think after they've left the class and and a few years down the road, like they still have those memories of of the work that they had to put in to make this thing actually happen.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a really cool project, and, and I think it, it's one of those ones that when you think about um, the engagement piece and the overall like, power of, of um, integrated courses, I think this is a project that kind of highlights what you can do um, when, you, when you think about um, cross-curricular projects and, and, and all of that. So let's talk a little bit about um, how it's impacted you as a facilitator, both in your growth as a PBL facilitator and just like, I mean, you've done this now five years, um, running, like why is this a project you always come back to?
3: I think it's definitely helped me grow as a facilitator, as a PBL facilitator specifically, because I, I've been with it since the beginning. So I, I had the help with my veteran, uh, teacher in the beginning, but then when, when we switched and I had, um, Fareha come in, it, it was more of, I, I had to take the, the driver's seat and make sure that all of the elements of PBL were happening because I'd been in it before. And it really is just, you've got all of these, uh, you know, plates spinning in the air and you have to make sure that you're keeping them all up. So it really um, pushes you as a, as a facilitator to make sure that you're checking in with each of the groups and you're making sure that they're making progress, but you're making sure that they are making the progress, not necessarily you. you also have to make like all the the behind the scenes actions happening and and so I I think this this project really highlights what PBL is for me and the fact that it is such a success with with the majority of the students I I always come back to it because I feel like there's always something new that I can try there's always something different that I could see if I can make better or add to it and it's just it's always you know, that, that learning experience for me every year, even, even if this is year number five.
1: So this is, this is a project that really, um, involves the community a lot, right? Like we try to get, um, community members involved in actually participating in the event. Your kids are constantly calling community partners, um, getting them involved, invested. So how do you see the community impact through this project, like what does what does that really look like? What do you hear from community partners?
3: So, uh, a few community partners have been with us since the beginning. So, anytime we make the phone call and say, "Hey, heads up, this is happening again. We're gonna have a student call with details. Um, are you still in?" And <clears throat> they're, "Oh yeah, yeah, we've got that. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll put that on our books. Or yeah, we've we've set aside our money for you know for the year to do this. So we we are in in this we've we've been a community partner in since the beginning so we've got a um a t-shirt company that always provides the t-shirts for us and the banner for the for the ride and we've got several businesses that are always open and and they they're starting to recognize oh yeah this is a project that happens every year yeah i've donated to this or um my kid has been involved in this and and i recognize that they had a lot of fun so i'm going to continue to be involved in it as well um I think one thing that we are still struggling to grow is the overall community impact. I think we're, we're constantly, that's one of the things we're constantly trying to, um, to plan for better every year. And that's to, to really increase, um, the, the brand recognition. So we, we've got a logo that we've used since year one and, uh, we've had plenty of, we've had four previous classes come through and, and we've had some kids that have been in the lower grades that have seen the advertising that are coming in and actually being a part of it. So I, I think it's just, it's a slow going process to really make it a community recognized event on a larger scale, but I, I think we're getting there. I think you can see um, businesses starting to recognize and wanting to be involved and, and you can see some students wearing the t-shirts out in in public um, not, not during the project. So that's always really cool to see too.
0: Absolutely. And I I think it's one of those things that, um, it really is, it's been kind of neat to see how you have over the years kind of adjusted and made small tweaks to, to what this event and this project looks like. Um, knowing that this has been successful, um, but also knowing that we're in the middle of a pandemic and you've had to make adjustments because of you know right now our students are um, learning virtually from home and so um thinking about moving forward and and potentially the 6th annual holiday holiday ride are there any ideas you have for changing it or or improving it or making this project better in the future
4: I think one thing I just want to try well that we were hoping to try this year is for students that don't know how to ride a bike, we had a senior whose, whose senior project was actually to teach people how to ride a bike. And so he was paired up with a few students to sort of create lessons or something after school where people could learn how to ride a bike. And I think, unfortunately, that won't be able to happen anymore. But I think moving forward, that's something I would really be interested in trying. So really communi- like partnering up with, different organizations across town that can give students access to bikes. I can teach students how to ride bikes in case that's an opportunity some students have never had. I also think it would be fun to branch out of making it just a bike ride to a race or a run or something like that. And I feel like that would just make it maybe more accessible to more people or something that more people would be interested in. So I feel like those are next steps moving forward for me.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think we want we want to expand this um, this event to to include more um, opportunities for people to get involved. Um, I, like I said, I, I love the idea of of the virtual week long opportunity to participate in the future, especially in a post COVID world. I would love for us to be able to maybe combine the two ideas and have like a week long um, opportunity for people to participate and you know, visit all of the locations that we have on our list and and interact with all the businesses and have the businesses kind of be exposed. But I would also love to have like the culminating event at the end of that week be the visual bike ride, you know, that that image that our original community partner um, was going for. So I I think that could be future sixth annual, seventh annual kind of uh, goals for us.
1: All sounds incredible, and I, for one, can't wait to see how it does grow in the coming years. I can't wait to see, you know, with all of the strange things that are happening this year, what what your students do and and the work they they put in. So, um, before we before we end for today, do you guys have any closing thoughts or pieces of advice for our listeners, um, whether they are just beginning their PBL journey or they're looking to, um, kind of, ramp up and and really. Um, increase the engagement with their with their kids and their PBL I think for me this project
4: as well as a couple others I'm thinking of in biology really pushed me especially because I came from such a traditional setting, Growing up. And so I think one piece of advice is even if it does seem like a lot of work, even if it does seem very challenging and like there will be a lot of revolving pieces, it's worth it in the end. And Veronica helped me with that, as did Andy with biology or whatever it was. So maybe trust yourself and then go for it, even if it seems intimidating. And I, I think on the flip side of that too, if it, if it feels
3: intimidating and, and you're afraid of something falling apart, go for it anyway. And if it falls apart, then it's something that you can bond with the students over. I, I, I think last year's ride was probably our least successful ride. And the students are always talking about, well, we could have done this and we could have done that. And I think just allowing you and your students to fail together is such a profound moment for the students because then they can reflect on it with you and you guys can talk about oh yeah, like that's why it happened. Let's try something different next time. And and I think that's where growth uh, really takes place.
0: What a great piece of advice. And just for both of you, thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning and, and sharing a little bit about your PBL background and about the holiday ride.
3: Thanks for having us. Thank you. Goodbye.
0: Ready, break.
2: Thanks again for joining Josh and Andrea for the PBL Playbook, where we give you the playbook of real PBL facilitators in the classroom just like you and help bring you strategies and tools for your PBL game. If you want to reach the pod, you can tweet at askgiebs, at missb103, and at Magnify Learning, Or you can email the PBL Playbook at magnifylearningn.org with any questions, thoughts, or ideas you have also be sure to show josh and andrea some pbl love by rating reviewing and sharing the pbl playbook with other educators